Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 12, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and also my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Schwann Humes and I will be doing another one on Thursday. Okay, let's start with the WWE. First, I want to talk about uh, last Tuesday's NXT when uh, Saray made her second appearance. Uh facing uh, a wrestler named Zeta Rainier. And if you're not familiar with Zeta, she's another one who is new to NXT. And uh, Zeta is a black girl. She is uh, trained at um, Booker T's uh, Reality of Wrestling in Texas. She also uh, wrestled for that company along with Shimmer. And uh, she made her debut appearance uh, on previous week's NXT and she got the living crap beat out of her by Tony Storm until Zoe Stark came out and did a distraction. And then uh, uh, Zeta won the match with, a, of all things, a shooting star press, which apparently is her regular finisher. Uh, <laughs> it's not a finisher that I would advise anyone use. But, I mean, the match itself is a glorified squash, uh, Sare. Um, won pretty easily. And I mean, you know, uh, I, they haven't started anything uh, with Saray yet. Now, now, afterwards, Tony Storm tried, attempted to attack uh, uh, Zeta and Saray backstage, but then Zoe Stark interrupted that. And so I think they're building some sort of angle with Tony Storm, but I'm not exactly sure what it is they're going to do. So uh, it remains to be seen. Sorry, has looked very good so far, uh, but I'm not particularly surprised by that. Um, I, I just want to see how she does in an actual angle, and she hasn't. They haven't really given her that yet. Okay, let's go to uh, last night's um, Raw, and uh, they're building uh, obviously towards the uh, th- a three-way match. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, Rhea Ripley defending the uh, Raw Women's Championship against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. And the way they're bill- doing it is, you know, Charlotte is weaseling her way into it by, uh, you know, getting close to uh, authority figure Sonya Deville. So, you know, I think she's going to end up getting the title back on Sunday, but they could do something a little different. What they did last night... Um, you know, it's first they did a, a, a six woman match. They what they had is they had Oscar um, uh, and uh, who she called they she calls them the sexy muscle friends. It's uh, Dana Brooke and uh, Mandy Rose against the tag team champs uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, along with Charlotte Flair. And in the middle of the match, they had you know Alexa Bliss come out and do her fiend shtick. And uh, I'm not exactly sure what they're what they're going to do here, but what they did do in this case is she said, "Oh, she's concentrating on one wrestler." And uh, what what seemed to happen is Shayna uh, suffered a, a cramp or something like that, and that allowed Asuka to beat her. Okay, very strange match. And then then uh, um, Charlotte pals up with Sonya Deville backstage and gets her to book uh, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley uh, later on in the night. And the idea here is what Charlotte wanted to do is come out and taunt them. 
That, that was our whole purpose of, doing, of booking the match. She wanted to come out and taunt them. So that's what she did. And I, what I'm seeing a lot of is people are complaining. They're saying, oh, Asuka has no chemistry with Rhea. I can assure you, Asuka is not the problem. Rhea is the problem. She's still got the jitters, okay? She's suffering from nerves. She's very nervous. She's admitted to this. And yet what it's doing, she, you know what? She's got the same problem as Charlotte, right? Charlotte this doesn't seem to be as big a problem as it used to be, but it used to be the problem we had with Charlotte is she was so worried about screwing up that see, she would screw up all the time. And you're seeing the same thing with uh, Rhea, where she seems to be so worried about messing up that she's messing up all the time. And it happened a couple of times last night again. But the real problem was Charlotte came out halfway through the match and was in commentary, which means that, you know, the commentary was um, 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 focusing on her, and so was uh, the show, and they weren't focusing on the match. Rhea ended up winning. I, didn't really, I thought they should do a non-finish. That's what I thought they should do. So I, I don't understand it. But I think Rhea's dropping the belt on Sunday. It's just a question of whether she's dropping it to Oscar or Charlotte. And, you know, typically we think that they're going to do, have Charlotte get the belt, but they might go the other way. I don't know. I don't know. that One of the things that Corey Graves uh, mentioned before the match last night that uh, Rhea has maybe false bravado or something like that. It's interesting that he, they, they had him bring that up. But I don't think it's false bravado. I just think she's nervous as hell that she's not used to being in this position and she doesn't know what to do. And they can't have her hold on to the belt if she's going to be like that because she'll keep screwing up. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. Okay. Um, now, another thing is that AEW announced that uh, uh, Hikaru Shida will uh, defend the AEW Women's Championship against the number one contender, Britt Baker. How did Britt Baker become the number one contender? Well, she's been winning matches on AEW Dark, <laughs> not on the main show. So the whole thing is kind of nonsense, okay? Uh, you know... I don't see Britt winning the belt because I just don't think she's good enough to carry a belt. And they, they are aware of this, but they're also stupid, you know, and fans are stupid too. So we'll see what they do with it. That's going to be at the end of uh, the month. Okay, let's go on to the uh, UFC last Saturday show. First of all, uh, the match between uh, Amanda Rebus and uh, Angela Hill uh, was postponed because uh, Amanda and her father tested positive for COVID-19. Um, they've rescheduled it for uh, May 22nd. They're, UFC's been doing a lot of this lately because a lot of times what the positive tests are, they're false positives or asymptomatic or whatever you want to call it. And that, I think, is what happened here. And uh, that's why they've rescheduled it. Um, it used to be back in the fall, uh, you could take a second, two more tests, and if they're both negative, then you could still fight. But if it's too close to the uh, uh, fight date, 
they're going to uh, force the fighter to quarantine anyway. And even even if even if it's um, the same week, they're still going to force the fighter to quarantine. But they're getting a lot of false positives. So I think that's what we're talking about here. So the one uh, match that was on last Saturday's show, we had Marina Rodriguez uh, beating um, uh, Michelle Watterson by unanimous decision. This was in the main event of the show. It was five rounds. So the thing about this... This is what happened, okay? The main event was supposed to be Corey Sandhagen versus TJ Dillashaw. But Dillashaw suffered a cut in training, so he had to pull out. So they needed a match to replace it. Now, uh, Marina versus Michelle was supposed to happen in July uh, when they go to Abu Dhabi. And um, they were asked to, you know, move it up to this date here. So there were two things about this. First of all, Marina requested that the fight be at flyweight because she didn't think she could uh, drop to 115 in um with on short notice and the other thing is they needed to she needed to get a work visa because she wasn't going to need one for abu dhabi and but she was going to need one for vegas which she did get at the last minute by the way uh so the problem is of course is that michelle fighting at flyweight is ridiculous because even at at uh, straw weight, she's undersized. She's really a, an atom weight. Though, though she claims she's not an atom weight, she is. Okay? So the, the thing is, with um, Michelle, of course, she got that big win last time out over Amanda Rebus. She's a Muay Thai fighter. Okay? Um, you know, she's a Muay Thai fighter. She, she's very similar to Joanna Radzicek, except... Uh, Marina does not have the same kind of takedown defense. And if you can get her down on the mat, you can just lay on her and beat her that way. And that's what Michelle should have done early in the fight. But instead, she tried to uh, trade strikes with her, and she got outstruck. Um, um, uh, you know, Marina won the first three rounds that, exactly that way. In the fourth round, you know, Michelle finally took her down, and she won the fourth round basically by sitting on her and, you know, pounding her a little bit and that sort of thing there. But it was too late by then. So round five kind of went the same way as the other three rounds. And, uh, you know, Marina won the fight for me, 49-46. But I don't know why Michelle didn't try to do that earlier in the fight, but she didn't. And that's why she lost, right? Okay, so Marina would be interested in fighting uh, Joanna Radzicek. I don't know if Joanna would be interested in fighting her. When Joanna announced that she was planning to return, I'm not sure, you know, she said she wanted a, a title match. Well, I'm not sure if she's interested in doing any other kind of match. So I don't know if Joanna wants to fight her. She had, we haven't heard anything about that, so I really don't know. Uh, one fight coming up where uh, we could see a match there is uh, Carla Sparza versus Yan Chonan. And uh, Carla has already beaten Marina by split decision. She beat her last year. So, I mean, I would be surprised. I don't know if Carla's going to win this fight. Yan is a Chinese fighter. You do not want to sit on her, sleep on her. You want to pay attention to her because she's an excellent striker as well. So you've got three really great strikers there. You've got uh, Yan and Joanna and Marina, and uh, they're all pretty good in that department. So my guess, my guess is her next opponent, unless Joanna agrees to 
something other than a title match, uh, I think what they'll probably do is the winner of that fight against Marina Rodriguez. Okay? All right, let's move on to this Saturday, which is UFC 262. Uh, There's three women's fights on the show. All of them are at flyweight. Uh, One match that's on the main card is Caitlin Chukagian uh, versus uh, Viviani Araujo. Okay, so this is an important fight in the flyweight division. Okay, Caitlin, we all know who she is. She's a former title contender. Uh, She's now, I think, on like a two or three fight losing streak. Um, She trains with Mark Henry in uh, Philadelphia. Um, She's from that area. Um, She's basically a striker, but she likes to work at distance. I mean, she's tall and she's kind of rangy, so she likes to work at a distance. Um, She doesn't have any power, so she's not going to get a knockout or anything like that. She tends to run into problems when she's taken out of her comfort zone. In other words, if you get into a clinch with her or you take her down to take her down or something like that, she sense, tends to have problems. Um, you know, that's the big problem with her. Uh, Viviani is from Brazil, from, uh, um, I can't remember where in Brazil she's from, but anyway, she's a former um, champ in Japan for Pancrase. Um, She's a pretty good all-around fighter. Uh, when she was in Pancrase, she was a champ at um, uh, strawweight, and she's also fought in the UFC at bantamweight, but right now she's fighting at uh, flyweight. I guess my only problem with her is I think she's kind of undersized for a flyweight. Like, I'd prefer to see her at strawweight because I think it's more suitable for her. But she's a very dynamic fighter, and if, he, she, if she can get inside... Uh, on um, on uh, Caitlin and also take her down or whatever, she has a good chance to win this match. And you never know, she might end up getting a title shot at some point, but uh, I don't know about after this fight. Well, it remains to be seen. But uh, it is a pivotal fight in the division. The other two are not so pitiful. First of all, are not so, uh, um, are not so good. Uh, first, we have uh, Andrea Lee, versus Antonina Shevchenko. And of course, Antonina is the older sister of uh, champ uh, Valentina Shevchenko, and they train together all the time. She does the same things that her sister does. It's just that she's not as good at it. Okay, Andrea Lee uh, is now on, I think, like a four-fight losing streak or something like that. And fortunately for her, she still has sex appeal. Okay, because uh, uh, that's the th- that's her calling card is sex appeal. As a fighter, she's just not that great. I mean, she's a striker, but she doesn't have power, and uh, you know she's getting beat. And she's training now at four to seven in Houston with Saif Saud. So, you know, maybe that can help her. Maybe not. I don't know. And uh, the third fight on this show, uh, we've got uh, also at flyweight, we have Gina Mazzani versus uh, Priscilla Cachoeira. Okay, so uh, Gina, now she's made some changes in the last year, okay? Gina used to fight at um, bantamweight, 
and she trained at Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. I think she was being managed by Misha Tate at some point. And uh, Gina is not only an MMA fighter, she's a pro wrestler. Her brother is also an MMA fighter. He was a champ in the uh, African company, EFC. And uh, they sometimes work as a pro wrestling tag team. So Gina wasn't doing so good at Bantamweight. I think she went one and three or something like that. And then she left the UFC. And in the last year, she's made major changes. And she may have turned the corner. I don't know. She won her last fight. So we have to see how she does. So what are those changes? Well, first of all, she announced her engagement to Tim Elliott, who's a UFC fighter, okay? And they have moved to his hometown of Kansas City, and they are training at Glory MMA, which is run by UFC fighter James Krause. So she won her last fight. Gina won her last fight. So it makes me wonder if she's kind of turned the corner and is a lot better than she used to be. First of all, she's obviously got a size advantage at flyweight. And secondly, and secondly, she's going to get better coaching at, um, at um, uh, Glory. You know, Krause is a better trainer than what she was getting over there. So I don't know. We'll have to see how she does here. Priscilla is from Brazil. She trains at PRVT, so she's a teammate of uh, Jessica Andrade and uh, Gaylord Piranha is her coach. So the way she came to the UFC is like um, she, uh, at one couple of years back, um, the UFC was looking for Valentina Shevchenko to fight in Brazil. And the uh, selected opponent was going to be Jennifer Maya. They signed her to do that fight. But Jennifer decided not to do it. So Priscilla was brought in as a, a short-notice replacement. And if you remember that fight, Priscilla got killed, okay? And she ended up having to have knee surgery after that. She came back. She lost her next two fights. And then she actually won a fight at some point. Uh, I don't think she's a very good fighter. I mean, she's had very unfortunate circumstances in her life, very bad childhood. She was a drug addict at one point. So she's come back from that, and that's great. But I don't think she's all that good a fighter. So it's a case of where uh, I think the perception is neither of these fighters are all that good, uh, Gina and Priscilla, except that Gina has made some uh, changes that she might be better now. I don't know. We'll have to see. You know, but um, we'll see how that goes. Anyways, that's it for today. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments for either of my podcasts or my blog, you can leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.